Hello everyone and welcome to Daily Newspaper Analysis which is brought to you by So today we will discuss two articles. The first one is from the Hindu newspaper which is titled as A Disconcerting Picture Behind the Headline Numbers. So this article talks about the recent data for the periodic labor force survey which has been released. So what are the basic insights to this data shall be discussed in this article. The second article is from the Indian Express which is titled as setting new house rules this article talks about maintaining the decorum and the problem of disruption that is severely being caused in parliament these days and that is why we need to know that what can be done in this regard and how better maintenance and discipline can be maintained in the parliament so this newspaper analysis is presented by me my name is shiva khan i am a law graduate and had completed my law degree from uttaranchal university in the year 2019 with a gold medal in my batch i have also been a national debater and a public speaker and here at law seco i'm working as the manager for current affairs vertical if you wish to connect with me you can find me at my twitter as well as linkedin handles the links to both are available in the description box below So let's start a discussion quickly for the first article of the day which talks about periodic labor force survey data. So recently the third annual round of the PLFS data which is the periodic labor force survey data that was for July 2019 till June 2020 was released. So we should remember that what is the PLFS? So basically as the name itself is suggesting this is a periodic survey or this is a periodic understanding or counting of the total labor force of the country. Now the labor force means that the people that are looking looking for the employment or total number of employable that that are looking for the employment in the country so that would amount to the labor force of the whole nation and thus the periodic labor force survey is prepared by the ministry of statistics and industry basically by the ministry of uh, a program implementation as well okay so basically this is the ministry of statistics and program implementation that prepares the periodic labor force survey data now let's understand that what is the disconcerting picture behind the recent data that means what why are we actually discussing this or what has been you know the outcome or the insight of this particular plf is the recent one So the periodic labor force survey 2019-20 was expected to provide the official estimate of labor market distress caused by the low GDP and the lockdown. So definitely it was very much expected that because of the low GDP as we were already hitting a lower side of the economy and of course because of the lockdown which is caused due to the COVID-19 so there was definitely a, a, an expectation of the distress that must have could have been seen on the labor market. but however the data shows a decline in the unemployment rate to 4.8% which is the lowest in the last 3 years which means that the unemployment is not that severe which means that according to the data more people have been provided employment as compared to the data from the last 3 years yes this comes out to be a bit surprising because we as you know uh, being outsiders if we try to understand the labor market we could understand that the market was into distress because of the low economy and as well as the lockdown caused a lot of factories and all the workplaces to shut down and that is why we generally thought that the unemployment rates would go higher but surprisingly the data actually shows a decline in the unemployment rate to 4.8% 
also the LFPR which is basically the labor force participation rate it increased from 36.9% to 40% now the LFPR basically is that the number of people that are seeking the employment so basically this also increased uh, you know from 36.9% to 40% and the WPR which is the worker population ratio it also increased from 34.7% to 38% so there, there was an approx uh, an approximate increase of 4% in both both the things be it the labor force participation rate or be it the total employment rate now the worker population ratio ratio basically means the number of employed people the people in the labor force that have actually been given the employment or that actually are working with a proper employment so that also has increased so there was an increase in the share of population in labor force along with even a higher increase in the share of those who were able to find the employment so this is definitely the idea that we are getting from the previous data and if we talk about the workforce composition so there is rise in the workforce it was accommodated by agriculture because as we know that even in the times of pandemic of the covid-19 and also in the following economic system agriculture was one only segment or one only the only sector of the indian economy that was flourishing so thanks for to the rains that took place last year as well because of the good monsoon the agriculture went uh, you know comparatively higher we had greater produce than ever before and that is why the workforce or huge rise in the workforce was actually quite much accommodated by the agriculture and the proportion of the unpaid family members also increased now because many a times there are family members that are working on the same you know what we call as the disguised employment employment as well that a lot of family members they work on the same piece of land they think that they are employed but are they really getting anything in return of their employment or anything significant in return of that that is definitely doubtful and that is why the unpaid family members have actually the proportion have actually has actually increased so as we know that the plfs data to be very precise it captures the key indicators of the labor market and there are two most important key indicators first as we discussed was the labor force participation rate and the second was the worker population ratio and also the unemployment rate so basically these are the three most important indicators and it also provides data on earnings of different segments of workers so let's see that what has been the impact of lockdown so the average monthly income for salaried workers has increased by 2% which has actually been in adjusted according to the inflation for april and june 2020 but the real monthly per capita consumer exp expenditure it actually declined by 7.6% and that is why this does not really match because if the salary or the income is increasing so definitely the capacity of a person or a consumer to spend should also increase but that was not the case and thus this plfs data is being very is uh, seen to be quite erratic as for as compared to the before uh, the kind of data that we had before so if we talk about strengthening the statistical system so no official data is currently available on poverty from 2011 to 12 or on farm income after 2013 and no recent data do we have on the migrant workers as well and that is why if we want to keep a better track on the entire system of the labor market in the country we need to have precise data available in all the fields available With this let's discuss the second article for the day which talks about frequent disruptions in the parliament so frequent disruptions in the parliament they are being seen as replacing the genuine reason why parliament was there that was discussion and that thus discussion is now no more being the foundation of the parliament and that is why we are totally missing it out on the legislative functioning 
so let's understand that what are the causes of disruption and changes that are required which have been mentioned in this article so in 2001 conference in parliament that was there to discuss discipline and decorum in the legislature it identified four basic reasons for disruption firstly dissatisfaction amongst the members of the parliaments that actually they had inadequate time for grievances and of course when our grievances are not addressed in the proper manner we tend to become more impatient and in such a scenario there is a of course a higher chance that more and more disruptions would be caused by the members of the parliaments so that is why maybe giving them better time for grievances for which we will study the uk or the united kingdom model so we will see to that as well Now the second cause which was mentioned was unresponsive attitude of the government and retaliatory posture of the treasury benches. Now what happens is that like say for example the opposition has something to say or they have some kind of grievance or they have anything you know they want the government to listen to. And if the government basically the ruling party is unresponsive or is showing unresponsive attitude or is not being very responsible on giving or being answerable so in that manner also in this situation also the decorum might be disturbed. thirdly political parties not adhering to parliamentary norms and disciplining their own members so definitely it's very important that the political parties also keep a bit you know a strengthened hold on their members so that they are made to adhere to the norms and you know the rules of the parliament and fourthly absence of prompt action against disrupting members of parliament Uh, members of parliament under the legislature's rule so and if at all now there has been an instance where a particular mp or you know a group of mps they uh, try to disrupt the functioning of the parliament so definitely some stringent actions should be taken against them and if in case there is absence of this prompt action so this gives a leeway to the other members also to to misbehave in the parliament and that is why a kind of deterrent effect you know not very high but some deterrent effect must be created in the parliament so two of the conferences suggested that the enforcement of a code of conduct for the mps and mlas and we should increase the sitting days of the parliament so that better discussion and debate can be done but it has not been enforced so far so this article also makes a comparison as to what is the current practice in the united kingdom parliament as well so over there the parliament meets for over 100 days a year wherein the opposition parties get 20 days on which they decide the agenda for discussion so precisely separate 20 days are given to the opposition parties to put forth their con- concerns as well as contentions so the main opposition party gets 17 days out of 20 and the second largest opposition party gets 3 days out of 20 So the decisions of the house are passed on uh, to the opposition days and are not binding on the government and are an opportunity for the opposing parties to gather national attention on the issues wherein a healthy debate can actually take place. Uh, so here the Canada also has a similar concept and thus if at all now since the parliamentary system of the government or, or the system in in India has also been taken from the United Kingdom so we can definitely move on to this model as well in order to reduce all the chances of disruptions in the parliament and have better and healthy debates and discussions so yes this was all for the day we hope it was a good session for you all thank you so much for staying tuned with lawseco if you liked it do give it a thumbs up and do not forget to subscribe to our channels for more updates to come thank you so much